Dell Tech Fest starts now. To thank you for 40 unforgettable years, Dell Technologies is celebrating with anniversary savings on their most popular tech. For a limited time only, save on select next-gen PCs like the XPS 13 Plus, where you can make the everyday easier with Windows 11. Plus, curate your dream setup with great deals on select monitors, mice, and more must-have electronics and accessories. When you shop online at dell.com deals, you'll have access to leading-edge technology and free shipping on everything. Again, that's dell.com Welcome to the Jill on Money podcast. It is Sunday, November 29th. And today we are airing the second part of our interview with the actor Brian Cox. If you didn't catch yesterday's, listen to that first. He is the star of Succession, the smash HBO hit. We talked about Succession yesterday, and we're going to talk more about the show today. We recorded this interview pre-pandemic. It was also while Brian Cox was doing The Great Society, the second part of the LBJ uh, story on Broadway. So I just wanted to mention that because it does come up. So I hope you enjoy the second part of this interview with Brian Cox. Some of my favorite scenes from this season with were these were with you and these other iconic actors. It was fascinating to watch you with Holly Hunter. And oh, yeah. Can you talk a little bit about working well, with her? Well, this is, this is, well, you know, what can you say? I mean, Holly is just fantastic. Holly and Cherry Jones. I, I thought mean, Cherry Jones scenes were unbelievable. I know. I mean, and and that's the level. And Danny Houston, you know. Mm-hmm. So we, we've been so lucky in getting this attracting the guy. And everybody comes on board loves it. They love the experience, and, and I think they find it sad to go. I mean, and, and of course, knowing knowing uh, Jesse, he never quite lets them go. He, he, they'll they'll, 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 come, they'll, bubbling, they'll, they'll, come, they'll, they'll come bubbling back in some way. Do you know the whole season arc? No. So you know? Do you know it episode by episode? Uh, no, I don't know diddly script. So you mean when you started this season and he says, Shiv, you're the one. Yeah. You believe that. You act. Well, I believe that because I think that, that, that that's the truth. But then Shiv blows it because of her impetuousness, mm. because of Shiv's own uh, dysfunction. She cannot keep her mouth shut. And so she blows it. And he really feels that she's the one. He really in feels, that moment, he in that moment, he's he not really playing hopes, her. He's, no, no, and everybody thinks, oh, he's being so manipulative mm. and being so horrible, but he's not. He's just, and that's what it, that's the great thing about the show is the humanity of the show. These are human beings, and we realize the how how human beings do terrible things because they don't do it intentionally; they do it by by more by accident than by design. Is there any moral compass? Any character who is a moral compass on this show? Um, I think the secret moral person is Jerry. Yeah. I think she is, she keeps her counsel. She's a, she's a survivalist. But there is something fundamental, because J. Smith Cameron is just such a brilliant actress anyway, and, what, and she gives it such depth. So I think Jerry is, is probably has that element of of a kind of, there's a compass there, there is a moral compass there. Is Logan in love with his wife? I think Logan is in love with his wife. I think Logan actually needs his wife. He needs somebody. She's an anchor. She not, is an anchor. Right, that, um, that yeah, he yeah. feels a bit unmoored when yeah, she's not and, around. And, and, you know, it's interesting. Again, little things, that they, they read history to one another. You know, Logan is... He loves history. He's obsessed with history. And that's very revealing about seeing things in a context, which is what I have in common with him. 
which is why I love the Great Society and why I think the Great Society is an incredibly important play for the time because it really addresses things that America are very bad at. It's a particular failing of Americans to address their history and see how far they've come and how short they've come. You know, it's all immediate in America. It's all kind of, it's all over. You know, buildings go up and come down, you know, without any thought, you know. And I think that's, that's the great thing about, about succession and about, you know, and, and, about, and doing this play, doing, doing uh, The Great Society is about here you are, you've got the opportunity to see a very entertaining evening because it really is quite entertaining on history. And it's a history that has affected your lives. Mm. It is your story. And it's and it's in the pantheon of the great Shakespearean history plays, Henry the Fourth Part One, Henry the Fourth Part Two, or the Henry Sixes. And that sense of history is also what is a thread in in Logan's life. Mm. Is where you've come from, his own personal disastrous history, and why he he does feel ultimately that the that human beings are an extremely disappointing experiment. He's defensive, and yeah. he has to be. Do you think of him in a Shakespearean character? Who do you think is the Logan-esque Shakespearean? I was thinking about Lear because, of course, the children, not well, the, necessarily the, three. There's Lear, there's, there's all... Lear is the obvious, right. uh, the obvious thing, but there are elements of... Yachimo, uh, for example, in in Cymbeline, is a similar character. Has a could be, and he's much younger, but he could be, he could be a Logan character later on. I mean, he is his own entity, mm. Logan. I mean, and that's that's what's so interesting about him. And, and also, Leah's about giving all away, and Leah wants love. What we don't know about Logan is, we're not sure if he really wants love. You know, that's a question. Mm. That that's the. You know, that's the one I'm still working with. Does he want love or does he want just to be left alone? Well, but if you come from deprivation and you don't have love, yeah. then learning how to love, you have to have, to have a positive, hard. right? But then you can actually, but the other argument, the other side of that argument is just forget it. I guess. Yeah, oh, that's just, depressing. Well, it's depressing, but it's a reality. <laughs> It's just a reality. It's a harsh reality. that You know, you've tried it. You've done it. I've done that. I've had children. I've done all of that. Yeah. Doesn't quite work. I, I love my children. I can give love and I can, but I don't necessarily, you know, and there's a lot of people who give and don't receive. Absolutely. You know? In fact, there are more givers than there are receivers, if the truth were known. So just to close this out, in the last episode of the second season, and Kendall's up there and he's giving his speech. Was there a wry smile of maybe he does have balls after all? Oh, yeah. And I there mean, was like an almost a... a and also, I think that there's, there's also a lot to be said about that, you know, Logan created that situation. He actually thought, I have to save my child in some way. And I have to make him understand a harsh reality, which he keeps obfuscating. Mm. And the, the Nan Pierce drug addict daughter doesn't help. Mm-hmm. She's not, that's not helpful. And that's not helpful to, to Kendall, not helpful at all. So he feels that Kendall needs to be able to say, it's all right. It's all right to kill because it's part of, but it's also part of the game. You see, that's, right. the, that's, that's the bit we haven't, we haven't talked about. It's right. the game. The, and, the, and the game is real. And, and the game is right. that, that each of the players, right. I do like that there's a little comic relief because at some oh, point no, you I just mean, sort that, of and say. And oh. essentially, essentially, I mean, both Tony Roche and, and Jesse are great comic writers and they write from that perspective. I and mean, if you've ever, 
There's a great show called In the Thick of It, which is never shown here, which was about Blair's lot, you know, the machinations of the of the party and government, which was fantastic and extremely funny, which both Jesse and Tony Roach were contributors to. So that was a style, and Amando Nucci has also created that style in his work. So there's a there's a sort of there's a kind of thing that's been happening, with, with particularly when you see Death of Stalin, for example, which mm-hmm. is so ludicrous but so true. It's funny, but it's but it's scarily true. And some of the lines that come out, just like in Veep and oh, yeah. in this, exactly. some of these lines you cannot believe someone actually that's wrote right. it down on a piece of paper. Yeah. Well, that's it for our Sunday program. As always, we are so thankful that you are listening. We'll get back to your questions tomorrow. Of course, if you have a financial question on your mind, just send us an email. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Ask Jill at JillOnMoney.com. Our music is composed by Joel Goodman. Mark Talercio is our executive producer. We are distributed by Cadence 13. Don't forget to wash your hands, to wear your masks, to maintain your physical distancing, and please try to do something nice for someone else today. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow.